0: Welcome to the Intelligence Briefing, What's the Buzz? Where leaders and hands-on experts in AI and automation share how they have turned hype into outcome. I'm your host, Andreas Welch, and if you would like to stay current on running AI in business, make sure to sign up for my newsletter at intelligence-briefing.com. It's Star Wars Day today, so let's see if you spot all the references throughout our show. I'm say, though, I actually don't have a bad feeling about this. So in any case, um, today we'll talk about creating a path to AI. And, you know, who better to talk to about it than someone who's done it firsthand? Doug Shannon. So I know the force is strong with this one. Hey, Doug, thanks so much for joining.
1: Yeah, thanks, Andreas. It's a pleasure to be here. So, hey,
0: why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what do you do?
1: Yeah, I'm Doug Shannon, Intelligent Automation, uh, you know, leader in the space. Uh, I talked to many companies, different colleges, and really just kind of help, you know, drive the community forward and, and providing my knowledge and what I've kind of gone through to help others really just, you know, strive for more or just see the, uh, so they don't, you know, others don't fall in the same like pitholes or, or issues as things that I've seen in the past.
0: That's awesome. And I know you're very active on, on LinkedIn as well. So uh, I, I really love your passion for this topic and, and sharing this with the community. I think it's awesome what you're doing.
1: Yeah, appreciate um, that.
0: So for, for those of you who are just joining the stream, um, please drop a comment in the chat um, maybe at which age you watched your first Star Wars movie. We keep it within the theme. And while you guys are doing that, maybe first question for you, Doug. Um, what do you think? Should we play a little game to kick things off?
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Perfect. So... This game uh, is called In Your Own Words. Um, And got this buzzer here. So when I hit it, the wheels will start spinning. And when they stop, you'll see a sentence. And um, I'd like you to answer with the first thing that comes to mind and why. So in your own words. And to make it a little more interesting, you'll have 60 seconds um, for your answer. So um, again, for those of you watching live, Drop your answer and why in the chat. Really curious what you think. So, Doug, are you ready for what's the buzz? Ready. Okay, perfect. Then let's do this. So, if AI were a character from Star Wars, who would it be? 60 seconds, go.
1: Sure. Um, if it was a character, it would be probably C3PO, right? So, being a, uh, what's the name? It's not an astromech droid. He's a, uh, like a, like a personality kind of droid. So, it's basically taking different cultures, different uh, people and understanding how to work with them, right? So, a bunch of different processes put together in a way that creates a matrix of just information that can be uh, mitigated or kind of controlled or, or spit back out. Like you get something in, hey, I have these things. Uh, you know, C3PO has like a model in his head to go, oh, I know that language. I know that culture. I know what they're saying. Here's what they really mean and what they're saying. So um, it's a protocol droid, actually. Yeah. So if, if AI was a character, it would be a protocol droid.
0: Fantastic. Um, and I think, you know, with uh, C3PO, there, there's also a lot of a lot of focus, right? And, and the things that you need to do. And I guess your focus determines your reality. Um, great that you finished it within... One minute. That's perfect. Um, (laughs) So um, now I I remember you were on Manny Bernabe's show a couple of weeks ago, and that episode was titled AI is overrated. Start with automation. Do or do not. There is no try. Let's, let's be realistic. So, um, but you know, where do you, where do you see things going there? And, and, what would you recommend from your own experience uh, that, that, that people do and get started on their path to AI?
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing is understanding that there is a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype in, in every industry right now. Um, you know, you can talk about hyper automation. You can talk about um, hyperscaling. You can talk about, in general, like digital transformation, some of the higher-end stuff, um, even AI, right? So AI, you you need to make sure you have all of your, your bases filled ahead of that, um, so what you're talking about is like you need you need to make sure you have your business process mapping. You need to make sure you have some kind of RPA robotic process automation starting. Um it doesn't mean you're gonna get all the good things, but you'll get some things out of it. And you know, it, it starts that process of changing your your company's culture, changing your company's way of thinking to kind of upskill those people and those employees to understand, hey, where do we go next? And and then really understanding what that digital, you know, work looks like. Um from there, then you go to the You know automation side of of doing full end-to-end automation of processes and whatnot and then you look at you know building intelligent business process mapping so that then even your your mapping of those processes is really being kind of more handled and more controlled so your quality is better and you have that that source of truth that you're starting to build out that that data center the, the information is going in and then you build out your intelligent automation you Then from intelligent automation, you can you can power your Power BI stuff. You can power all of your data and your dashboards. And then you can really start to look at like doing hyper automation, which uh, I, I usually consider hyper automation. You hit it and then you kind of go back and you kind of work it again. And then you hit that point where you're doing hyper automation again. You kind of go back. Um, but AI can kind of help maintain that. So if you want hyper automation, you're going to have AI in the, end, in the end state really being driven by all these other automations, all these other business processes to really Get to that end state of having a full fledged AI that can maintain itself.
0: Fantastic. Um, so that, that that aspect of of culture, I think, is a very important one. Um, and when you say you know start with RPA, then move into other things, um, how do you how do you see this play out over or what period of time? or what can you know an, an engagement like this look like? Is a project based? Is that big bang um, type of things?
1: Yeah, I think every organization. One way to look at it from the business side is, is no one project uh, is going to change the whole entire organization or enterprise, right? So same thing with like automation. So if you just do RPA, you're not going to change the entire enterprise. Now, if you do RPA and, and, you, and you do those like, you know, Band-Aid, basic low-hanging fruit, get those out of the way to give your people more time back. And then you drive that to be uh, more robust and more rigor and more governance to get to the automation side then, then, yeah, you start, you just grow, you're going to grow that. And when you grow as a, as a platform in your automation space, your, the company and the people that work with you in that team are going to grow as well.
0: That's, that's fantastic. So bring people along on that journey, um, and, and, and get them to, to work with you. And that's fantastic. Um, so it's just having a quick look at the chat seems like uh, those of you that have, that, that have responded uh, started watching it quite early in 9 and 12 so that's that's awesome good time I must admit for me uh, it was the early 30s not the early teens um, but that's I, probably
1: but I nine or 10, yeah.
0: enjoyed it um, so yeah I mean like you said right um, build, build that path build it into the future and I guess like this guy would say, "Always in motion is the future." So, along those lines, you know, um, I'm I'm wondering, I'm continuing down that path of of culture. So, what type of culture do you need to to create to to get ready for AI? And and how did you do it in your role?
1: Yeah, culture is big, right? Because you, you're using automation as an influencer, like a change agent, right, or an agent of change. And so, there's there's actually two secrets um they'll they'll share on your show, but uh you just don't talk about it too much unless it's like internal stuff. But overall you want uh, the first one out of the two secrets, uh, you want movement, right? So that movement is going to be uh there's many ways to get it, but you want to be like the kind of the weird guy in a way. Like you want to be the weird team that's like, you know, talking about it, uh enabling it, really getting it out there, showing what it can do. And then when you get your first a person that says, oh, hey, I'll go try that automation thing. Let's see what happens. You really want to support them and you want to engage and say, hey, like, this is how you do this. This is how you work with us. Here, let me, let me like hold your hand and walk you through the steps because you want to enable them to feel comfortable with the process and build that trust. And so the first part is movement. And and the movement is very much about like um, enabling that person and not only just like taking them through the process, but like show them when they, when you get that ROI from helping them build out this automation, make sure they know that they, they have that. They did that. Provide them the ownership and the direct value say, look, you, by working with us, save this amount of money. This is your ROI. Go tell, let's go together, tell leadership, you save this much money. By enabling people and enabling other teams to work with you and providing that ownership really provides value to them. And then that's where it goes into step two of like the, the secret sauce of things. And that's really just fear of missing out. Um, so literally you can say, Hey, look, I saved this team a bunch of money and they worked with us, save money. They have value. They see ownership. Do you want that too? And they say, well, yeah, of course. Like, why aren't we saving money? Why aren't we saving time? Like we get time back. We can do more. We can innovate. We can actually do the things we really want to work on versus these reports that take one or two weeks out of our, out of our month to get them done.
0: It's, it's great that you mentioned that. And I've, I've seen this in, in my own experience as, as well, right? That, that once you show somebody, hey, look, they go the carrot in front of them and say, hey, this is what we've done with, uh, you know, join finance and this is what they've been able to achieve. Build that, yes. that momentum and, um, yeah, I think, like you said, FOMO uh, yeah, effect. Um, so, but I also heard you say something else. It's, it, it's when you work with individual people, how have you set it up in, in, your, in your roles um, so far? Was it coaching individual people? Was it with sponsorship from the top? Were there formal automation programs? Um, what's worked in, in your experience?
1: Yeah, the, the biggest thing, like, there's always, you know, two ways to do anything. Uh, a lot of times it's going to be, like, your ground-up approach. And that's very, like, road showy. That's, um, hey, here's what we do. Here's how we do it. Here's why it's good. And then there is the leadership approach of, um, which sometimes, you know, it depends on which which one you get. You either come from the top down or you come from the bottom up or you do both at the same time or you do one to get the other one to get buy-in, right? So, um, you know, top-down approach would be leadership saying we need automation and we need it, especially in, in the days that we're in right now where, you know, we need more efficiency. We need ways to be more impactful or build in like a way to pivot uh, when we need to so that we can actually be, a more established business and companies can do more with what they have. So there's, there's a top down approach. And then there's the bottom up approach, which is very, you know, showy sometimes you need to do the show and tell to get leadership to kind of see like the why. And then once you can actually build that interaction. And again, like you're building trust, not only trust with the users and the employees of your company, you're building trust within your own organizations and your own leaderships and your directors and everyone really to ensure that they know, Oh, this is an option now. We can actually take this run with it. We can, we can tap these individuals, we can tap this uh, center of excellence that does this automation stuff and and really like they can help us drive value. And it's not, it's not the RPA team or the automation team, you know, driving the value per se and forcing this. It's it's uh we're enabling people to want to save time on their own. Like we're not taking jobs, we're not doing anything crazy. It's literally giving time back. And and that's the key because then people. Everybody wants time back. More more and more people every day. You know, we need we need time back to watch all these Star Wars movies that come out, right? So um that's, that's why we're here, right? So
0: perfect. Hey, and, and, and by the way, looking at the chat again, uh comments from Christina and, and from Doug uh and others, uh, seems that this this really resonates with what you're sharing here, right? Uh Christina said 100 percent you know, crawl before you run, starts with RPA, build a path to AI. Um Doug said, Hey, fear of missing out, brilliant. Um and but, you know, the other thing that I hear is obviously when you start with RPA, you move towards intelligent automation, you want to get to AI. So there's always a bigger fish. So, so the part that I'm curious about is, you know, what, what, what were some of your biggest learnings moving from RPA into intelligent automation over to uh, AI? What should our, our viewers take, take away here? Where, what should they learn?
1: Yeah, the biggest takeaway would be, uh, it, it goes back to just like like, culture and and being that change agent and then and that agent of change, right? it goes back to the everybody, a lot of people out there, right? In general are saying like, AI is going to solve everything. We're going to go down to the local store and pick it up. And that's going to change our world. And and it's going to be great. You can take three to six months on a AI project. You can make things happen. Uh, you can see results. And then what happens is the, the users and the people or the processes that pre pre um, that AI experience or that AI workflow or that model um, will change, and then it doesn't work anymore. Um, the same thing happens if you go all in on intelligent automation from the get go. Um, you may see that your stuff breaks a lot more um, because you don't have like the the amount of you know a good stable base to come from or a good source of truth, right? So if you have all of your data and it's clean data, or even use automation to clean that data or find a way to put data into that data. So you don't have a data swamp and it is clean, then that data that comes out of there is going to be much more valuable and, and be able to have metrics about and all these other little tools that you need to ensure that your data and your analytics and your algorithms are not going to have issues. It's it's really at the end of the day, it's, it's about upskilling the employees, um, making sure everybody gets involved and feels that they're supported and enabled to to be ownership of their data and stewards of that. And then it's also uh, the ability to just, um, to really just drive home that value and let others kind of join into that. Yeah.
0: So, what I'm here is definitely a, a lot about power to the people, right? Empower, enable so that they can uh, lead this, that they can shine, but with the COE in, in the background that um, does prepare them uh, for, for the job they want and they need to do. So, that, that's awesome. You know, in my experience, there's no such thing as luck, um, but I'm I'm so glad that this has worked out today. So let me maybe quickly summarize because I see we're coming up on time. Um, so what I heard you say was first, start with automation before you move um, towards AI. It's, it's like the the old crawl walk run, um, like Christina said in, in the chat. Um, secondly, bring your people along. After all, you need folks who can advocate for you and who can advocate for your program and who are enabled. Um, to to do these things themselves and, and talk about it uh, in in a way that shows the value and builds more momentum. And then, I think thirdly, also like you said, it might not necessarily be a be a straight shot, but you need to get better um, at it, and you better need to get on the path to AI if you want to reach your destination. Um, so, like I said, we're getting close to the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your experience and learnings with us. Um, was really great to have you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, Andres. It's a fantastic talk, and may the 4th be with you.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much for joining and learning with us. See you next time for another round of the Intelligence Briefing. What's the buzz?